Hi guys. Hello everyone. Sani bonani unjani udinade. Karibuni sana. Welcome to the Good Grief podcast. I am your host Sabina. Karibuni to another and new episode of 2020. I know it's been a while. I know, I know. In this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about grieving and your inner child and suffering. Yeah, you'll be surprised. Those three are so intricately connected. But before I start, happy new year. I know we're close to March. Who says happy new year in February? Sabina does. Yeah. And if you stay on, I'll hopefully have shown you how I personally believe that despite the pain, the darkness and confusion that grief brings, 2020 promises to be quite a great year. So, karibuni tena. Rumi, one of my favorite poets, has a poem that has essentially kept me afloat. So, here goes. I said, "What about my eyes?" He said, "Keep them on the road." I said, "What about my passion?" He said, "Keep it burning." I said, "What about my heart?" He said, "Tell me what you hold inside it." I said, "Pain and sorrow." He said, "Stay with it. The wound is the place where the light enters you." If you're going through anything really it doesn't have to be necessarily connected to loss but i think that this particular poem hits hard for those who are walking the darkness that is the loss of a loved one this particular poem has like i said held me together and i'm so glad because i keep reminding myself over and over that it is true indeed that the wound is the place where the light enters you when i was a kid story time of course <sighs> my beloved dad papa sabina used to take us for swimming lessons and i remember he bought this really pretty floaters i think mine were orange if i'm not wrong and you know when you're going for a swimming lesson I would literally like go into the water and I would flap those things so hard and I remember our instructor who I shall call Peter so Peter used to hold my hand and lead me towards almost you know the middle of the pool and as I'm flapping my wings he would always say Sabina just let the water carry you he almost I think was so perplexed that I was fighting the water and he always used to tell me sabina don't fight the water the water is always going to do what it's going to do i mean of course many years later when i think about it i don't particularly believe that peter was trying to teach a kid philosophy or anything deep i think for him he was just doing his job you know but when i think about my journey over the past couple of months this particular part of my life has replayed you know somewhat i've been taken back to my childhood and i have somewhat hung on to that muscle where i was taught by this peter person to stop fighting nature and then it clicked the journey of grief like many of you who are going through the same no 
is very much like riding a wave you know it's a tide and when it comes the whole idea of going against it will always put you in a position where you lose rather than you feel comfortable you know simple swimming lesson directly connected to my journey right now so the past couple of months i know i know i've been away for what three months maybe so these three months have really been about me doing the work when i say work i don't mean the nine to five thing no i'm talking about inner work i'm talking about going back to the basics i'm talking about the foundation and i've learned a couple of things which i'm so excited to share with you for this 2020 because i know it's going to somewhat move your journey and make it somewhat slightly more manageable i really do and i know this why well because i'm living proof right so before i go on the moral of that swimming story was very simple or is very simple ride the wave grief is very much like a tide and like nature it must be respected because it's natural despite its quote unquote shape so ride the wave also i will say this repeatedly grief is very personal there's no manual there really really is no manual why do i say this the month of january leading up to the past couple of days really for me has been you know these weeks have just been a bit of an emotional roller coaster and i think the emotional roller coaster was made slightly more difficult because of the recent deaths of you know the basketball legend kobe bryant i mean obviously like many millions in the world i didn't know kobe personally and i think that's the whole point the fact that somebody who you don't know can have such impact in the world um leads you to a place of stillness at least that's what it did for me and i think this tragedy of kobe and him you know losing his life alongside his 13 year old made it very heavy for me so i found myself spiraling i found myself going back to that vulnerable raw place that i was in 16 months ago when i got the call that baba sabina was no more and me spiraling almost got me upset with myself i found myself getting angry with myself you know when you have those personal moments where you actually question yourself because i naively assumed that i mean it's been a couple of months now and like it is believed you should already have started your journey of quote unquote moving on except i have been <laughs> rudely reminded by life that grief is not linear it's not a straight line like i said earlier it's not you know it's there's no school you go to or a degree that you get or hanging out with people who are even going through the same thing where you're going to get some sort of ruler that you're supposed to follow its measurement and i think this particular uh event within the sports fraternity and the world really put me in that space of you know that frame of mind where i was able to sit down and actually question the impact of baba sabina's absence in my own life so the conclusion was pretty simple you know that death for me is a trigger 
and it will always be a trigger always at no point will i ever hear a death of a person whether i know them personally or someone else around me is affected but i will always be triggered by death i suppose obviously because i have gone through the motions and i know what it feels like to meet darkness you know so to speak so the second part is i want to be able to show you how me being triggered led me to a place of action because i truly believe and i am convicted that there is no point in going through something as transformative as grief or the loss of a loved one and your life to not be better for it i personally believe that like i said earlier grief is like nature and nature is balancing nature does not do things without causing even better things to come along and so from this point of view i began to go back to the foundation and when i began to question my own journey and what the death of baba sabina means to me one thing became very very clear death will always be transformative always at no point will you lose something or someone that is valuable and your life not become transformed for it the question is what kind of transformation is going to go forward in your life and ultimately you actually have a choice you do you have a choice of either looking at this information or this event in your life as something that is to be used for a higher version of you to emerge or you let the darkness that is grief to simply swallow you and i think um grief doesn't really struggle or death death doesn't struggle to keep people in darkness it really doesn't and it is my mission to try as best as i can to be able to tag along as many people onto the higher side of you know these life events so the back to basics also led me to get one simple lesson one simple lesson cling to smallness and not bigness let me explain as you go along your journey you're going to go through um back and forth within your own journey like i've given the example of how kobe's death took me back to my own pain and the more i began to sit in that darkness and to refill the pain i realized that i was being pushed to focus on the darkness rather than the lightness and the interesting thing is as human beings we are actually wired to focus on negativity we are wired to focus on the darkness we are wired to focus on that which we know and so your mind will typically go into the mode of self preservation and so self preservation at least from what i can see is your mind will tell you yeah look at your environment yes you see somebody has died and so you're always going to be sad but your spirit on the other hand is wired towards a higher you you're always going to be forced to cling to little things almost like little lights that lead you towards a higher light so let me try and explain further like i said earlier we are wired typically to focus on negativity but there is the opposite which is you focusing on 
the bigness so bigness in society says oh you know what just move on with your life somebody has died so just pick up your tears and i don't know keep it pushing right that's the bigness and i think that is ultimately everyone's focus and your own as well your individuality or you can force you to become this person who is so focused on moving past the pain without you necessarily understanding what it does to you but the opposite is actually what works much better it's much more effective for you to cling to smallness and by smallness here i mean focusing on the everyday little deliberate intentional steps towards understanding the process of grief let me say that again so you focus on the little deliberate intentional steps towards understanding the process of grief in other words ride the tide as it comes there is so much more to grief than just crying after you've seen your loved one being put in the soil it's a journey it is unfolding and it always reveals this is something that has also become very clear to me as i began to do the work by the way before i leave i have to tell you this small 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 story so a couple of hours ago i was speaking to my mom and we weren't necessarily talking about you know anything particularly funny but for the first time i had my mother's laughter but this time it was different even though i've had my mom laughing before i mean obviously i have she's my mother and i've lived for well quite a couple of years but for the first time i heard her laughing differently and i felt like my heart is swollen with love and i literally feel like standing on the rooftops and shouting because when i heard my mother's laughter i realized that despite all this tragedy that is around us despite me missing my mother's my father's voice and me missing his presence and me longing for him to just call me and say nyalego denade that is french for how are you my princess mhm you know just that part of me that is so desperate for him there was hope and hope for me today meant that my mother is possibly also on her own journey of healing it seems like a very small thing if you you know don't think about it too much but it's actually really big and i think it will make a lot of sense for people who are going through this trauma of losing a loved one why do i say this because the nature of grief is like is that like i said it keeps you in darkness and so when you find those small moments of hope for me in this case it's my mother's laughter you cling to them and those moments once they begin to occur repeatedly you find yourself moving towards light you know you find yourself moving towards a higher you you find yourself smiling a little bit more and all these things happening that are positive does not mean that you're no longer in pain it doesn't mean that you're not going to cry or it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel sad or feel depressed or feel like you have some fear no it just means that you are training yourself and you are rewiring yourself to look at something that is dark but you're choosing to move towards the higher version that this so-called darkness has brought you and i think the biggest lesson of all is that it makes you appreciative of those seemingly little moments
it keeps you so grounded and so today for me personally i actually celebrate the fact that i simply had mama sabina's laughter yeah so why am i telling you all these stories i'm telling you all these stories because i simply want to point to the, my main focus which is doing the work i know you've probably heard of that and i think this whole idea of doing the work is typically limited to relationships uh specifically romantic relationships you know after you go through a heartbreak hey now you want to start you know calling your friends and forming committees so that you can figure out how to become a better person but you can also do that when you're going through something as tra- tragic as the loss of a loved one you can because you know as i mentioned earlier there is no way you're going to face something tragic without nature balancing itself and so going through the loss of a loved one actually places you in the best position for you to be able to do the work and also remember grieving or loss reveals and another reason you want to do the work is the idea of self mastery i'm a very strong believer that once an individual masters the self you will be able to weather whichever tide comes into your life why do i say this because a person who has mastered themselves is an individual who whose stability whose individuality is stable when you operate from a place of certainty and you operate from a place of stability you are very very much more likely to go through life from a point of view of certainty it is very difficult for things to knock you off because you know exactly where you're going spiritual people like to say vision and purpose so this particular episode i simply wanted to point out the importance of healing by doing the work and like i said healing in this case i'm not saying heal in the sense that forget the fact that you've lost your loved one no i'm simply saying adopt the mentality that says i know my loved one is no longer here but that does not mean that i do not want to live my best life you can be able to live your best life despite the absence of your loved one which reminds me of one of my favorite uh, therapists well my virtual therapist and she basically spoke about healing the other day and she defines healing this way she says healing is about resisting the temptation to go back to silenced needs numbing out disconnect disconnection and erasure healing is the risk and discomfort of showing up for yourself I don't even think I need to add anything to that. So, before I go, I just want to leave you with my affirmation or if you like a prayer that you can of course tweak to your own individualistic needs and this particular prayer is one that I have learned how to say repeatedly and it has brought me to a really healthy place mentally. and psychologically despite my pain so here goes it is safe for me to heal i am giving my inner child all of the love and nurturing she or he needs to repair i am safe to recover i'm ready to be my best self you say that repeatedly you pause and let it sit with you and stay ready to do the work 
Thank you so much for listening to this particular episode. Before I go, by the way, I hope that you're going to join me as I delve deeper into the benefits of doing the inner work, but most importantly, how to do the inner work. I'm all about moving onwards and upwards. I'm all about healthy grieving. I am all about the elevation of your mindset because I truly believe that a positive perspective can be applied in an otherwise tragic situation like the loss of a loved one. So thank you for joining me in this particular episode. Please share it with your relatives, your mother, yes, your father, yes, your cousins, uh your friends, your friends' friends, your exes, uh, yeah, your exes too, and their girlfriends, and your in-laws, and anybody who you feel might benefit from this. And your feedback is welcome as well. So thank you and see you in the next episode. Bye and take care. Ciao.